0: What's up, folks? Andrew Torba here, CEO of Gab.com. Today, we're going to talk about the Kamala Harris connection to big tech and to Silicon Valley, and discuss why this election is so important for online freedom. Um, this is this is crazy. So this pick is basically the Silicon Valley pick for VP, as we all pretty much understand at this point. Um, you know, Joe Biden is uh, not all there. And we'll probably, if elected, uh, serve for maybe a year and then probably step down for, quote, health reasons or some other nonsense. And then we'll have President Kamala Harris. So that will be the big tech president. Um, That's not good. Not good at all. So let's dive in and break down uh, what is happening here, because I don't think a lot of people understand Just how deep of of a tie that she has to to big tech and to San Francisco and to the Bay Area and to all of the titans of Silicon Valley, the tyrants of Silicon Valley. The Technology 202, Kamala Harris could be a quiet ally to Silicon Valley if elected to the White House. In the Washington Post, uh, I believe this was this morning, Joe Biden's selection of Senator Kamala D. Harris as his running mate is perhaps the best case scenario for the tech industry. Harris, a first-term senator who previously served as San Francisco District Attorney and California Attorney General, by far has the deepest ties to Silicon Valley moguls of any of the politicians who were on Biden's shortlist. And the Oakland, California native has a reputation of being far more tech-savvy than her peers in Washington. Harris is viewed as, quote, reasonably friendly to the tech industry, even a Democratic party that is increasingly eager to regulate and perhaps even break up some of the largest players, uh, said Bradley Tusk, a venture capitalist who invests in startups. Ultimately, I have to guess that she will be a quiet ally for them behind the scenes, said Tusk, who previously worked in Democratic politics. Harris was an early favorite for the Democratic presidential nomination <clears throat> among top players in Silicon Valley. She is also the first Californian since Ronald Reagan to gain a spot on a major national ticket. Tech elites donated to Harris for years as she built her career in California politics, and many in Silicon Valley are ready to open their pocketbooks, said Sam Altman, the former president of Y Combinator, who has donated to Democratic politicians who also oversaw me getting kicked out of the Y Combinator Network, just as an FYI. Biden struggled throughout the primary to generate enthusiasm of many working in the industry, in tech, uh, even though the Obama Obama administration had strong ties to Silicon Valley and many former administration officials now work in key positions at top companies. Altman noted that Biden is doing well here already, as many in the largely liberal region further support behind former Vice president, the former vice president. Um, and, you know, allies of large tech companies are increasingly joining his campaign. So that is a hyperlinked uh, article. Big tech makes inroads with the Biden campaign. While Joe Biden has criticized the largest tech companies, his campaign and tr- transition teams have welcomed allies of Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Apple onto its staff and policy groups. So this election is literally about. Uh, pres- your choices are, are really simple. President Donald J. Trump and the will of the people and the will of the actual America, right? the real roots of America, the flyover states and all the working class people that all of these elites um, in big tech and in the mainstream media and in Wall Street and in the D.C. Beltway like to forget and pretend don't exist and want to destroy at every possible turn versus the campaign of... Joe Biden, which is basically the Silicon Valley campaign. So, you know, Biden has been filling up his entire staff, his entire campaign with, uh, you know, people from Facebook, from Google, from Amazon, and from Apple onto its staff and policy groups. If elected, these people will then go into prominent positions of power, and we will essentially more or less have uh, the big tech tyrants, which, you know, have their grip over the entire internet now have their grip over our entire executive branch. So that is your choice, right? You see what's happening with what big tech is doing uh, when they have power over the internet and that is namely stifling free speech, Stopping the free flow of information, stopping any criticism of them, stopping any criticism of the official uh, woke progressive narrative, uh, demonizing, um, you know, the, the good people, the good patriots of this country, silencing those people, no platforming those people off the Internet. That, you know, imagine that and now put those people in power in our executive branch and what's going to happen, right? I, I You know, the same exact thing is going to happen, but at an even more powerful level. These people will be running the most powerful branch of government in the world, in the free world, and as the executive branch, the White House, um, that is not good. So, you know, this should be a wake-up call. I hope that this, this episode is going to be a wake-up call to a lot of people. You know, many in the base, many in the Trump base from 2016 are not happy with, um, you know, maybe a lot of different things that Trump hasn't done. You know, he hasn't, a lot of these folks will say, and me, myself included, right? Uh, I've been very critical of of some of the things that the president hasn't done that he said he was going to do. We have to be willing to overlook this, and we have to be willing to uh, still support him and do everything in our power to help him get elected. Because if not, we're going to have these Silicon Valley tyrants running this country, and they're going to run this country into the ground, and they're going to oversee the destruction of the middle class. They're going to uh, further demonize the good patriot people in this country, um, many of us, we may even be thrown in jail for arbitrary reasons for quote-unquote hate speech, they'll try to take the Second Amendment away, they'll try to take the First Amendment away, that's probably what they'll do first, they'll go after the First Amendment first, and you know, by probably trying to pass new hate speech legislation in particular on the internet, um, and, and then they'll probably go after the guns uh, second. So we we really have to wake up to to what's going on here and what this election is really about in many ways this election is even more important than the 2016 election because of the deep ties and the deep roots that big tech has in the Biden and Harris campaign i have a couple of other articles here so here's camilla harris on the screen here with Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg again, she has a deep history of letting Facebook off the hook. So if you think that nothing is being done about big tech tyranny right now, uh, when Kamala Harris is is the VP. When Joe Biden's campaign is, is running the White House and all of his staffers are former Facebook employees, are former uh, Google employees, are former Apple employees, are former Twitter employees, uh, do you really think that anything is going to be done about the big tech censorship with these people in power? No, if anything, stuff will be done to solidify their power and their control over the Internet. So this article says vice presidential candidate uh, Senator Kamala Harris has gone easy on Facebook and tech giants for many years. And in her 2020 presidential bid, she was rewarded with many maxed out contributions from Silicon Valley executives. Right. So. Again, very, very deep ties, and this was all about, this VP pick was all about wooing the Silicon Valley purse. The big donors of Silicon Valley have kind of held off on um, funding the Biden campaign, even though uh, many of them are former employees on his staff. Uh, The big money guys have been holding out on funding the campaign, Uh, Until they they saw who his VP pick was. Now that his VP pick is a safe, pro-Silicon Valley, deep, deep roots in Silicon Valley, Kamala Harris, um, you're going to start to see Biden's fundraising go through the roof. So this this is is what's going on here. This is what's going on here. Um, The financial ties uh, to Silicon Valley are what this VP pick was all about. So let's continue on. I have a couple of other articles here. Kamala Harris is the choice Joe Biden needed to win over Silicon Valley. The California senator has glad handed it with tech elites for decades. So, Biden's selection of Harris, who was glad handed with Silicon Valley elites for decades as his choice for vice president, is likely to usher in Silicon Valley excitement and money galore in a way that other running mates would not. For a top of ticket that has struggled up until recently to excite the wealthiest and most powerful tech moguls, Harris will bring superfans from the billionaire class that will supercharge Democrats' coffers, even though it makes Biden more dependent on these big donors. On policy, the selection of the California senator offers some reassurance to the tech industry that has nervously watched the, party, the rise of the Democratic Party's far left. Biden has not made tech issues a priority during the campaign, which has created uncertainty about how seriously his administration would pursue regulation or even a breakup of the tech giants. With Harris, a policy pragmatist who enjoys close relationships with many leading tech executives, Biden sends another signal that his administration will not veer towards policies pushed by those like Senator Elizabeth Warren, who wants to break up big tech. Another article. The tech elite have already given big to California's newest Senate candidate, and this is from January of 2015, and it's about the tech elite uh, donating to, um, at the time, Senate candidate, Senator candidate uh, Kamala Harris. The state attorney general took an unusually candid dive straight into the race, officially announcing her own campaign after long-time Senator Barbara Boxer announced her retirement. And here we have a big list of the big tech names who have given, quote, generously to Harris. Sean Parker, who was the co-founder and early president of Facebook and of Napster. Mark Benioff, who is the CEO of Salesforce. Uh, Marissa Mayer, who is the former CEO of Yahoo!, John and Ann Dewar, who run Kleiner Perkins, one of the biggest Silicon Valley venture capital firms. Ron Conway, who runs SV Angel, which again is one of the biggest Silicon Valley venture capital firms. Brian Chesky of Airbnb, he's the CEO and co founder. Lauren Powell Jobs, who is the widow of Steve Jobs. Cheryl Sandberg, who is the chief operating officer of Facebook. John Donahue from eBay. Uh, David Drummond, who is a VP at Google, and Tony Fidal, who is at Nest, which Google now owns. So, you know, the who's who of tech elite have given plenty of money to uh, Kamala Harris for many years now, for probably the past five years. So she has very, very deep roots, uh, you know, with connections to to big tech. And let's not forget, um, let's see, back during the campaign... One of the only memorable things that Kamala Harris said when she was running for president herself was that she wanted Twitter to delete Trump's account. That was like her big uh, you know, issue during the campaign was that she called for uh, Twitter to ban the president of the United States from the platform. And it's really interesting that today we have an exclusive interview with the president on Breitbart. Uh, about him potentially being banned from Twitter. So he says it would be very dangerous if Twitter tried to shut down my account before the election. So it seems that the president is aware uh, and, and concerned that Kamala is now the VP and that Kamala has called for him to be banned from Twitter. And here's where it gets even more shady. A Twitter official who announced the Trump campaign suspension is Kamala Harris's former press secretary. So her, someone from her former team is now uh, the head of communications, I believe, at Twitter. Yes. So he is the head of communications at Twitter. He's a former press secretary for Kamala Harris, and now he leads communications at Twitter. So, you know, he's one of the senior people at Twitter who used to be one of the senior people on Kamala Harris's campaign, and now we have the president, you know, uh, giving a uh, an interview with Breitbart News here about him potentially being banned from Twitter before the election, which of course would cause chaos, right? That would cause pretty much big time chaos. Um, President should have got on Gab a long time ago. He's still welcome to get on Gab. Hopefully he'll get on Gab in the future because this is a very real possibility, you know? Um, Twitter could absolutely, can you imagine a scenario where we're 30 days out from the election? you know, all the October surprises and all that stuff coming out and um, the president can't tweet for the last 30 days in the run-up up to the election, right? That, you know, that would be one heck of a story. Um, and, you know, we, we could see Facebook do something similar. Can you imagine? Facebook and Twitter both banned the president. YouTube, all, all three banned the president in unison about 30 days out, maybe six weeks out from the election. Uh, how's he going to communicate with the people? The narrative would be fully controlled by big tech. Um, and of course, they would do an even bigger purge of any of the bigger accounts that support him, any of the bigger people that are talking about him. This is a very real potential possible scenario here. This, and it's clear that the president is, is seeing this as a possible scenario because he's giving an article, uh, an interview here with Breitbart News about the possibility of him being banned. So it's something that he obviously sees as a threat. And of course, it's a threat. You have the deep ties with the Biden campaign in Silicon Valley, number one. You have the deep ties with Kamala Harris and Silicon Valley that go back years and years and years. Number two, you have uh, uh, the head of communications at Twitter who was the press secretary for Kamala Harris's campaign. And now you have the president coming out and saying, you know, this is a a real thing. They could ban me. Um, And what will happen? You know, I've been warning about this stuff for four years, guys. I've been warning about this stuff. Uh, you know, since Gab launched in, in August of 2016, in a few days here, it'll be our fourth anniversary, uh, you know, for, for, for launching Gab. And I've been talking about this stuff. I've been warning everybody about this stuff for four years saying, get on Gab. You guys are all going to get banned from these big tech platforms. The right is going to have absolutely no influence and no power on big tech platforms. We need to start building real solutions of our own that are not controlled by Silicon Valley, that are not controlled by the establishment right, that are not controlled by the establishment left. And that's exactly what we have been doing for four four years, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Unfortunately, many have not heeded our, our warnings, right? You know, I've been shouting that the sky is going to start falling for four years, and over those four years, we've seen the sky fall with many, many people, many, many influencers from the 2016 election who were crucial to getting Trump elected, who were crucial to talking about many of the issues and and problems that Trump was highlighting. Um, They're now banned. They're banned from YouTube. They're banned from Twitter. They're banned from Facebook. Um, Many of them are on Gab right now. Many of them didn't get on Gab, and we haven't heard from them since right because they're just they're totally silenced from the internet so been talking about this for a long time been warning everybody about this for a long time now hopefully you guys have a little bit of an understanding why Um, you know this election is about the Silicon Valley campaign versus the campaign of the people so vote accordingly Um, you see what Silicon Valley is doing uh, with their power over the internet now imagine what they'll do with their power over the executive branch I don't even want to imagine we need to uh, make sure that that doesn't happen. And um, I think we all understand why. So that's what I got for you today. If you support us, uh, please consider upgrading to GabPro at pro.gab.com. Uh, unlike Facebook, unlike Twitter, we're not mass collecting and selling your data to big corporate advertisers. Uh, we are 100% funded by people like you. Um, you can go pro optionally and upgrade and unlock additional features on the site and also support us and help us uh, pay the bills. Um, that, That is how we survive, is through support from our community of people from around the world. Thank you for tuning in, folks, and remember to speak freely.